Sweaty, hot, and I—I guess uh, I don't know how, how. Ladies, how do you do this? I how do I maintain the good hair without getting an itchy dandruff and all that stuff, you know? And then you're sweating a lot, so do you just not wash your hair at all? You just leave it as is. Is that right? Is that how this works? I don't know. I just don't know how to do this. I've never been a woman. Uh, welcome to the AA show. It's the uh, After Asheville show. Actually, I haven't been to Asheville. Um, I was supposed to release the episode last week. I did record it, although I'll bet it was kind of, kind of time constraint. And then I changed my mind in the last second. And I only recorded it on the rally trip, uh, not the Charlotte trip. And then uh, it sounded very rushed, and I, I was just like, I don't feel like releasing this. I don't think this is a good quality. So I just held back from releasing it. So there goes the consistency. But uh, you know what? Consistency with the quality, at least. So, um, But I kind of don't want to talk about the North Carolina trip right now. Um, I really thought North Carolina, I didn't know anything about that place. So short words that I'm going to say about that place. Uh, and then the overall trip, I'll, I'll save that down the road. Is uh, I thought North Carolina was all about cigarettes, NASCAR, and Ric Flair. You know, I was like, what the fuck is in North Carolina? And I completely forgot about the Wright brothers and then uh, Carolina hurricanes and all that stuff. Uh, but, you know, so they're there. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to digress. I'm not going to I don't want to talk about the North Carolina trip right now. So uh, I don't know. It's about a one year anniversary, uh, you know, since the Kawhi trade that happened. And then the Tiger Woods episode, you know, that was about a year ago. And then just before I turned 30, uh, believe it or not, uh, <laughs> I can't believe a year has passed since I recorded that one. So when was this? The episode 94, 30 for 30, when Kawhi met Tiger. So, uh, wow. So last episode, we talked about the Kawhis. And then I uh, talked about Kawhi and the Tiger Woods back then. And then, uh, whatever, wow, well, how do I feel about being 30 and all that stuff? So it's been one year since I've been 30. And then I randomly, through the Firefox, you know, tap the recommended reading and stuff. Uh, I found this dude named Mark Manson, who, uh, Manson? Monson? Manson. So, like the Charles Manson, but not the murderer. So, I I heard of his book before, which is uh, The Subtle Way of Not Giving a Fuck. Uh, <laughs> subtle Art. <laughs> subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Uh, counterintuitive Approach to Living a Good Life. A, uh... Yeah, which uh, I haven't read it, but I heard about it. I was like, okay, okay. Um, but wow, five and a half stars for 5,578 reviews. So this guy made boatload. Jesus Christ. Uh, so, all right. But uh, anyways, his, his thing just popped up. And then I was just, uh, the article was called 10 Life Lessons I Learned from Surviving My 20s. And then I was like, what the hell? Is that fireworks? the hell's going on why is there fireworks going on yeah so apparently there is a fucking fireworks going on i paused for their second but anyways you know what? i'll continue so anyways 10 life lessons i learned from surviving my 20s and i was like how old is this motherfucker <laughs> i'm not hating on him but i'm just like all right the original article was written march 6 2014 and then uh and then he two weeks later march 20th 2014 he wrote 10 life lessons to excel your Excel in your 30s, and I'm like, a couple weeks ago, I turned 30. So just guessing this, uh, he wrote this on his 30th birthday. 
So this guy was turned 30 in 2014. So he was born in 84. All right. So four years older than me. But uh, anyways, I read it through, which uh, which is uh, which I agree with most of. And then I don't think any of these are revealing or anything, to be honest. Once you live through it, you're like, you know what? I think that's a natural course. You know what? That's a natural course. I think Bill Burr said, you know, 20 is his real extension of the teenagehood. You know, your teenagership, because what I believe is like in the 20s, you know, you're really out there adulting for real life. And then uh, whatever you are still, you know, coming out of the teenagehood uh, and then, you know, you're on your own most of the time. Right. So you're trying to figure shit out. So, you know, I think Mark said in his article here uh, in the sec, what was it? The third sentence in the third paragraph. I was smart, quote, I was smart and audacious and arrogant and really annoying, end quote. So, you know what? That's like, oh, three days from now, I'll be turning 30. So, his birthday is a March 9th. Okay, whatever. Uh, so, uh, in our instant gratification culture, it's easy to forget that most personal change does not occur as a single static event in time, but rather long, gradual evolution where we're hardly aware of it's happening. That's a long sentence. But, you know... Yeah, this is what I always say. Dying, everybody knows. This even the YOLO mentality. You know, I just go, yes, we are all gonna die. We all know the end goal, which is dying. Dying is the easiest part. The living is the hardest part. You know, that's what I started realizing. You know, it's hard to fucking pay the bills. It's hard to sometimes go out, go go up and get up and do a job. It's hard to raise a kid. It's hard to do this and that. You know what? Living is the hardest part. That's why suicide, as you know, sad as it is, and that you need to talk to somebody if you ever feel like killing yourself, which I don't. You know, it's it's such a cop out. I'm sorry, like it's just, it's just an easy way out. Dying's easy. Living is hard. And then yes, living in the struggle and stuff. That's very hard. That's why you need a good surround of friendship, family connection, blah blah blah, all that stuff. So, anyways, I digress. So. Uh, I'm just going to read the bullet points of the thing, the big ones. So number one, uh, according to Mark, fail early and often. Time is your best asset. Uh, I heard this before from other people, which uh, I I agree with, you know, completely. Even before I turned 30, I was thinking this way when I started working, you know, if I act out. I burst a little bit. I just go, you know what? I What I always preach for is in order to see what the boundary is, I'm going to you know, go as far as I could, you know, lose my shit the most or get the happiest the most or just, you know, try my utmost and see how far I could take it because I can't do that early in my career, you know, at the workplace. So, you know what? Sometimes, you know, I didn't do, I wasn't at the best of my behavior, uh, all that stuff. Uh, very arrogant and really annoying. Yes, I, I was like that too, especially at, at work. Uh, and then also, you know, <laughs> I guess uh, relationships too. Um, you know, I, I I'm not saying just just bang whatever, go out with whoever as many a time as possible, not thinking about the consequences or anything. No, I'm not saying that. So it's not that, especially the personal side of the relationship. You know, uh, but if you if you want to see who, you know, what if it's time to experiment, you know, twenty is the time to do it. Yes, I agree. Um, so, but the, the second paragraph here, chances are 
you aren't strapped by all the financial responsibilities that come with it later adulthood mortgage payments car payments take care for your kids life insurance and so on uh to be honest i guess i was a little lucky in this regard lucky or i accelerated it a little bit i already got the mortgage and the car payments and the life insurance you know right off uh, you know in through in the mid my mid 20s so i'm just like fuck it and then like i got i kind of accelerated a little bit there anyways um all right or you know entrepreneurship sure yeah yeah i mean i think that especially in the early 2000s uh, early 2010s you know with the apps and all that going on i think i caught up in the wind a little bit too but did i take a next step to do it nah, no no because uh is it, i just didn't think time was right i didn't really have an idea I try to connect with people but you know i took my chances i think uh, i established that and then uh, i agree but fail early and often but be measured don't be stupid don't be just stupid and then just like make a big fucking shit of pile of mess and just go all right number two you can't force friendships uh yeah i i I did this too i tried to be especially when i first moved to seattle i was just like you know trying to go to meet up and all these like social events jesus that fucking fireworks i'm a little caffeinated tonight um you know i it's like i think mark had the other article about you know who five levels of friendship no and then uh, who's truly your friend you know you know that kind of thing. You know people come and go. That's true. Uh, but t- they're kind. He says there are two types of friends in life: the kind that when you go away for a long time and come back, it feels like nothing's changed, and the kind that you go away for a long time and come back and it feels like everything's changed. Um, uh, and then he spent time in most of the many countries. Yeah, and then he left a lot of friends in many places. Um, yeah, you can't force a friendship on someone. That's true. But I guess it's basically, you know, if you're if you're a social bird, sure, there are acquaint there are acquaintances and friends. I, I would really, really be careful looking at you know the difference between that and make that clear. There are acquaintances like LinkedIn connections or even Facebook friends. It's just like you just connected and added or Instagram followers or you follow E. Um, so it you need to know who you can rely on and they're true friends that will stick yeah and then he said this too what i found is also that you can rarely predict which friends will stick around with you and which ones won't this is true this is where test of time and who's willing to hang out with you comes in and then i kind of asked this question to some people too that stuck around I was like what how do you prop with my bullshit man why do you like hanging out with me i was like i don't know and then it's like, that's just a compatibility. There, if you really looked at it, I, I am lucky. I think I have more than two handfuls of people that I can truly call my friends. I know some people don't have that necessarily. So it's just life. And I think it also, I think one thing I would emphasize on this, you can force friendships, is that uh, you get what you give. Um, so do I was I always the giving person hell no not especially in the 20s especially going through the first one you know trying all the failures and often try to do it my way in every single aspect of life trying to be stubborn asshole that way I mean I'm still pretty stubborn and hard-headed but it kind of you know it's kind of dying dying out a little bit you know one by one so um it's the adjustment so you can't force friendships but I gotta add to this is uh you know and then just give. See how much you can give, but do it with you can't you gotta give, but you cannot just simply just enforce that on someone and try to do it. 
Uh, some of the casual acquaintances slowly became closest friends in life. Yeah, it, it just happens. You know, sometimes you need a space away from each other. You know, and then come back and you reacquaint and then reconnect. Everybody gets old and stuff, so you can't force it in your twenties right off the bat. And then uh, also, I would say, do not completely dismiss it. And then sometimes go back and connect and see what's up. You know, in your thirties or forties, I want to see this fight works out. Hold on, hang on a second. I'll be right back. All right, that was a grand conclusion. I have to pause a second time recording this shit. Uh, number three, you're not supposed to accomplish all of your goals. Um. Yeah, I think I inadvertently try to do this, and then it's like I want to do this, I want to achieve this, I want to do that. Why aren't Why aren't other people working this way? Why can't it, it's sort of the, uh, eh, sort of the academic thinking for some people. I'm not academic. Uh, like I want to get an A, that kind of thing. But I think some people still kind of live in this mentality. Like, look, the world is not a college anymore. Whether you get graded or you're starting a club or a committee or something, it doesn't work that way. Um, and if you if you don't make it, it kind of goes with the number one about failing. Uh, it's okay. You, you like you, like people ask even in job interviews and say, "What's your long term goal? What's your short term goal?" I just go like, "It's a goal and an ambition, but you can't control the, f- you can't know what the true future is, and then you know, live up to that." I mean, it's great to have goals and the objectives, but I just go. You know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Does that mean don't give a shit at all? No, have a goal. I mean, I did have a goal. I had I had a goal of how much I wanted to save within the first three years. Did I get it to that exact amount? No, not necessarily. But you know, looking back and then you know, you know, kind of having financial obligations early, I just go like I I kind of achieved some of the goals that you know I it wasn't the way I wanted to achieve, but then it. Kind of achieved, so it's uh, I was pretty satisfied career wise too. I just go, man, my dad was always saying, He's like, Man, you're thinking like you're the goddamn CEO of the place, and I'm like, Yeah, but it didn't achieve what I wanted to do, but I think I contributed as much as I can. So, all right, what, what did Mark say here? Um, yeah, so when I was 24, I sat down and wrote down the list of goals I wanted to accomplish by my 30th birthday. The goals were ambitions, and I took the list very seriously, at least for the first few years. Today, I accomplished about one-third of these goals. I made significant progress on another one-third, and I basically done nothing about the last one-third. But I'm actually happy about them. As I have grown, I've discovered some of the life goals I set myself were not things that I actually wanted, and setting those goals taught me that what was not important to me in my life. With some other goals, that while I didn't attain them, the act of working towards them for the past six years have taught me so much that I'm pleased with the outcome anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's you set the goal, but you know, you you discover as you go, you learn as you go. It's the process and the journey in life. Um, I think I said this many times about life, the uh, metaphor analogy that I gave. Look, life is like a tree branch. Every tree, every tree branch, and how it grows is different for everyone. You know, is there two exact identical tree branches? No. So they continue to grow until the tree fucking dies. Then it'll grow as much as it could, depending on the type of tree and then the trunk and then how much space the tree has and shit. But it will grow that way. So that's how the life goes. That's how I, 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 you know, see life. A tree branch. 
Uh, I'm firmly con- uh, going back to the quote. I'm firm- firmly convinced that the whole point of the goals is that 80 is 80 percent to get us off our asses and 20 percent to hit some arbitrary benchmark. The value in that any endeavor almost always comes from the process of failure and trying, not in achieving. Uh yes, that is true. If everybody achieved and everybody accomplished the goal that they did, wow! Like everyone already won the fucking lottery, right? Like that's why even the entrepreneurship, like the success rate is very low. So you only hear the celebrities. If everybody succeeded in the fucking auditions, fuck everybody will win the Academy Awards and be the influencers. All right, number four. No one actually knows what the hell they're doing. This is absolutely correct. Ah, uh, <laughs> like you know. Uh, and then the the very first sentence that Mark put here. There is a lot of pressure on kids in high school and college to know exactly what they're doing with their lives, <laughs> and it starts with choosing and getting into university. And it's about choosing a job and career and stuff. Uh, you know what? Uh, that is true. What? <sighs> you know, especially coming from Asian families. Um, you know, people look for brands and all that stuff. Look, like specialist. You know, that's like a thing that you always preach. Whether it's a PhD, doctor, lawyer, that kind of thing. Uh, but even when you become a doctor, lawyer, or engineer, in my case, I just go ah. Uh, you know what? Not not every engineering and not every engineering environment and company project product and culture is the same. So it's a little, uh, you know, you shoot the shit and then you <laughs> hope for the best. But you know what's important is you know this goes with setting goals in the previous one. The working towards it, it's not it's not like no one knows what the hell they're doing. Just go anarchy on it. Um, <laughs> it's. It's it's a trial and error. Life is about trial and error in a way. But what is that trial based on? It's it's a little more scientific than that, right? All right. Based on my undergrad training, if you decide to pursue a career in the thing that you decide to pursue, here's how I would approach a problem. What school told me, and then boom, trial and failure sometimes happens. It's like, oh no, this is not how this company works. You know, you're out of the fucking school. This is how you do it in the real fucking world. And then like, you know, senior managers, your staff engineer or something would give you shit. You know, you know, that's how it works. And then uh, no one knows what the hell they're doing. So that college degree and all that, it's a great foundational tool to get your knowledge going and then the basic skills ready. And then specifically down the road as you advance in your career, especially on the corporate ladder, what you learn. I, I feel like I learned the most when I was in the master's because I learned a little bit of everything and that, that brought the knowledge into various aspects of, you know, technical program management, whether it's, you know, medical devices or mobile or some communication devices. It's They're all different fields of, you know, technology that I hone the knowledge of through academics, but am I exactly doing what I thought I was gonna do? No, I didn't know what the hell I was doing when I started. But you know, it was a good foundation. So, but uh, here, so this is what Mark said. I rarely had any clue what I was doing. I get emails all the time from people wanting to know how how I built my business. When I decided to become a writer, my initial what my business plan was. The truth is, I never knew any of those things. They just happened. I paid attention to the opportunities and acted on them. Most of those opportunities failed drastically. But when I was young, I could afford those failures. Number one, go back to that. Eventually, I was fortunate enough to work my way into do something I liked and do it well. Just like stick to it. So persistency after trial and error, be more measure scientific approach is a way to success it by opinion. But who the hell knows? I barely turned 30. (laughs) 
Uh, number five, most people in awkward, uh, most people in the world basically want the same things. Yeah, uh, yes. Everyone really wants nice cars. Everybody wants to travel. Everybody wants to get, you know, hit, hit up so many whatevers. You know, it's, you know, long purview of things. Everybody wants to be a fucking influencer of sorts. It, it's kind of the same thing. And then that's a generation. Generationally, those are the things that people want to, in my opinion, that millennials want to achieve. You know, in Gen Zs maybe. But before that, what did other people want to achieve that? It's like, oh, I want the nice, cushy corporate job and then be a sexy banker or some shit, you know? Uh, I want a nice farm, you know? Grow the farm and have a family close to everyone, stay home. They're baby boomers or some shit. So everybody wants to be rich. Everybody wants, everybody basically wants the same thing, which is stability, affordability, uh, freedom, and control. So, but. Yeah, so everybody kind of wants the same thing. It's how you about go about achieving it and getting it. So, boom. Uh, number six, the world doesn't care about you. Absolutely true. Um, so this, you learn this from the trial and error. And, and nobody will care. This is, but does this mean that like you should not give shit about the world either? No, 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 no. So just, just, just. You know, th- think this through. Do not think of the extremes, which comes to the next point. So, as much as I guess, like this is why my dad was saying, "It's like, man, you're thinking like the CEO of the fucking company." So, same thing. Yeah, look, the company will continue. It's a big ship will continue to roll. The spoke of the wheel, the wheel will continue to spin and turn. So, that's the thing. That's the, how I feel about companies, and then the in a bigger picture, macro sense, in the world in general. Uh, and then if nobody gives shit about you and you feel lonely and stuff, stop forcing friendship on people. Like number two, you can't force friendships. You know, be nice to give, but fuck, don't try to just take and er get that friendship from somebody. Um, world doesn't give a shit about you. That is true, including this podcast, which is why I'm just loosely recording this shit as I want, cause that's what I wanted to do. Uh, number seven, pop culture is full of extremes. Practice moderation. Uh, I don't know why I, I, I never thought about this Because I knew that As much as the world doesn't give a shit about me I didn't give a shit about it either um, You know, I guess this is more for I guess image conscious people I just didn't care about these things um, oh, I, I'm, Let's read this My life got immediately better About 542% better When I realized that the information you consume online Is predominantly made up of 5% of each extreme view and that 90% of life actually happens in the middle ground. Ah, uh, yeah, so then where the most population lives. Right, so whether it's blings, girls, ass, tit jobs, whatever. It's just, it's just the extremes. And then the you know, news, social media, and everything. It's just the extremes that people cover. And then, you know, it's, it's a little bit dangerous when government and all those things are running on those extremes. Like the U.S. government. And Brexit, the populism, that's a dangerous notion at this point also. And I think it's a bad outcome of it from the social media and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, it's it's good to realize that, I guess, in a political social sense, it's like, look, not, not everybody's a Republican asshole. Or, not look, not everybody's a liberal flake. There's the real America and all that's a little bit of in between. So, politically, I say, just just calm the fuck down. Sit back and relax. Not relax, but like just breathe three times and then think about it and then go from there. 
Uh, same for materialistic things. Like, just because this, like, Jake Paul got a fucking Lambo doesn't mean you gotta go get a fucking Lambo, you know? It's like, it's an extreme. And then he's trying to sell his image because that's a being an influencer in a job, all right? So, same for alcohol, getting drunk, partying up, you know, just, just know your limits and then just uh, do not overdo it. This is where health and all, it's going to like affect your health going into your 30s, 40s, and you're going to die young. <laughs> I don't care. world doesn't care about me when I die, right? Oh, God, just dying is the easy part. So do not take the easy way out in life. Uh, number eight, some of little things ma- matter much more than big things. I, I mean, Isn't this the same thing that number, what was it, the previous one did? Number three, you're not supposed to achieve all your goals. So it's a kind of a same point. So, you know, uh, he puts the example of Facebook saying, it's an overnight success. But I'm like, ah, uh, and then Dustin Boscovitz, the old co-founder with Mark Zuckerberg over there, he said, yeah, the overnight, you mean six years of us coding and working our asses off? Sure, that is overnight. Okay. Um, <laughs> which is, I'm just paraphrasing here. So it just... It, it 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 takes persistence, you know. Some of little things matter much more than the big things. Uh just if you if you're working out, you know, just I started small as well, just running on a treadmill a little bit and stuff, you know, not lifting. So start small, but they add up to the next big activities and things. So if you have a goal, even if you don't achieve them, the eighty percent of you getting your ass off and just doing something. It's better than not doing anything. You know, those are the small steps that will eventually get you to the big things. It's like you're not going to hit the bam, bam, bam to the extremes that you see in number seven. So, you know, be persistent. That's my that's my additive addendum here. Number nine, the world is not a, sc- world is not a scary place out to get you. Uh, yeah, this goes with number seven, like the extremes of the media and all that stuff. So, you know, get to know them. Go travel. Uh, this gets said all the time, he says, but it's just basically true. I've been to a fair amount of dangerous shitholes inside and outside the U.S. And when given the opportunity, the most people are kind and wonderful. If there's one piece of practical advice I would give every 20-year-old regardless of the circumstances, find a way to travel and when in doubt, talk to people, ask them about themselves, get to know them. Uh, yeah, travel, but, you know... People, I want to travel. You know, that's like a big thing. Millennials want, millennials want experiences. True. But what I got to say, talk to people. That's Mark's suggestion. I agree. The point of the travel is to learn about the culture and then the environment and different society and upbringing of the others that are there. You know, whether it's enjoying the food, the environment, the weather, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it. it's a getaway. So everybody has... Does this mean you have to force yourself to talk to people every fucking time? Well, as number two said, you can force friendships. I cannot reemphasize it enough because it's funny. Um, but yeah, so be careful. Do it within the means that you can do. Do not break the fucking budget and then like be like, you know what? I, I, I lost $50,000 the last two years just bumming around the world. You know, if it, if it was worth to you, go ahead. Perfect. But, you know, uh, but, you know, think of... Think of why you want to travel other than getting photos and then eating different food. Why do you want that food? Why do you want that experience? Is it for the gram? You know, be honest with yourself when you do it. And do not be afraid to try. I know there are some people like this too. It's like, I, 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 don't, I don't do well in travel. It's like, look, get out of your comfort fucking zone. You know? 
At one point, you got to do that. No one's going to come get you. Like number six said, the world doesn't care about you. So ask that girl guy out, you know? Fuck. All right. Number 10, your parents are people too. Uh, yeah. I think this is where the extension of a teenagehood rebellious thing comes in in the 20s. So, uh, yeah. You, you, look, you're, 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 you're adulting in your 20s. It's the beginning. Some people say, it's a quarter-life crisis. I just go, shut the fuck up. It's not a quarter-life crisis. You're just, you're just going through adulting and trying to be a real adult while being a teenager. This is your breaking point. Whether you make it, being an independent adult and a human being in a society where the world doesn't give shit about you and it's not a school anymore versus whatever. But one thing that always sticks together is the uh, fucking blood. You know, what was a movie that I saw? Uh, the Big Sick with the Kumil, uh, Nanjiani. Uh, I then, you know, they were talking about his uh, background there with the Pakistani family and stuff. It's like, look, like, you know, extremes of it. It's like, well, disown you if you go out with a white girl. You know, that's a, that's an extreme case. But, you know, even then, Kumil never, never, you know, lost his touch with the parents. It's like, look. You may say that, but we're family. So, uh, so here, the, the very last uh, paragraph here of this article says, But perhaps the first duty of adulthood, true adulthood, not just tax adulthood, is the acknowledgement, acceptance, and perhaps the forgiveness of one of one's parents' flaws. They're people too. They're doing their best, even though they don't always know what the best is. And then, you know, I'm working on this too. Shit, there are cold periods that I go on and off with the parents, and then they go on and off with me also. But I go like, you know what? That's why it's family. I, I always say this to my parents also. It's like, my God, how would you feel, you know, when your cousins see this? You know, that kind of thing. I go, you know, every family has the exact same fucking conversation about this. You got the knucklehead, you know, cousin, nephew, niece over there. And then you got those uh, MAGA supporting fucking uncle over there, you know, who's a little more conservative than the other. That uncle from Thanksgiving, you know, that kind of shit. That is in every single family. So I just go, you know what? We're not that bad. It's the same with any other family. Dude, our family is not that special. Our family, you don't give shit about the world. The world doesn't give shit about us. But then their parents get pissed when I say that stuff. It's like, you know, it's about the same. And then that's where the source of struggle is. And they go, we're a perfect family. And I go like, you know what? We're just like any other family who happen to be one, two, and three. Because everybody's different. Every blood is different, right? So, so I'm a little loosey-goosey that way. Believe it or not, as stubborn as I get, I, I kind of get hippie about that stuff. So, uh, anyways, those are the 10 points. And then, my God, he had 10 more lessons about, you know, living in the 30s. Jesus Christ. You know, I'm going to go through this very briefly here. Because uh, I'm going to be 31, man. Uh, you know, 31 used to be the age that NHL free agency, like the unrestricted free agency first hit, you know, before the 2004 lockout. Anyways. Uh, start saving for retirement now, not later. I already started this shit. Yeah, you're supposed to. So the, the, the IRA, 401k, if you have it, use it. Uh, start taking taking care of your health now, not later. Absolutely. This, like, same as partying and stuff. It's like, you're killing yourself slowly if you're overdoing it. Uh, don't spend time pe with people who don't treat you very well. Uh, yeah, you can't force friendships on people either. And then, uh, you know, just learn how to say no to people. Uh, yeah, that's what he quoted in there. And then, uh, yeah, it's, sometimes it's very hard. Sometimes it's very hard to walk away. Uh, but you know what? You know, either people walk away from you. 
So they know how to say no in the many different ways. Just, you know, you learn how to do it. Uh, be good to the people that you care about. Absolutely. This goes with your 20s lesson, which is, you know, you can't force friendship, but you got to give. Uh, show up with the, what does he say? Show up with and for your friends. You matter and your presence matters. Yeah, I, I try to do this. I genuinely care about people I consider my friends. And then I would like to continue this. I think this is a good you know, trait that I have. I actually give a shit. I actually respond to every single Facebook reply. Uh, you know, just, yeah, you took the time to do something for me and I will do, do that in return. I just don't simply like it or something. I'll comment on it. I give a shit. You know, you present it. Here's my presence back. Uh, you can't have everything. Focus on doing a few things really well. Uh, y- y- yeah. But I mean, I mean, you can't have everything. You can't, like, that's a childish thinking. So don't be afraid of taking risks. You can still change. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> this is a whole Steve Jobs uh, quoting Wayne Gretzky. Or was it? You know, uh, what is it? What did he say? Shit, I can't remember. Uh, you miss the 99% of the shots that you don't take. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, th- th- take the chance, but be measured. Uh, that's all I would say. This is no different. Just continue that. That's just discovering number seven. You must continue to grow and develop yourself. Well, that goes with number fucking six. You're taking risks to learn about your fucking self. Uh, number eight, nobody still knows what they're doing. Get used to it. Yeah, you know what? This is why I go like, I became... Sometimes like hopeless that some people is like, you know what, like you're in your 40s and 50s and then you're still doing this at Java or something. I go like, how the fuck? Oh, no wonder you ended up here. You know, that kind of shit. Uh, invest in your family. It's worth it. Uh, yeah, just uh, when girls say on the dating apps, men with a strong family tie, I would love it. If you have bad bad relationship with your parents, do not swipe right. I mean, like without knowing the circumstances, you're going to assume that, you know, who knows what the hell happened. Maybe the dad was an alcoholic, mom was a drug addict, like Eminem, who the hell knows? Why are you judging me? But anyways, like maintaining good family relationship is absolutely important going forward. Be kind to yourself. Respect yourself. Um, hey, I love myself too much and then I respect the shit out of myself. I'm already doing this, but you know, <laughs> Get out of your comfort zone. You can do more. You can do more than you can. So continue that in your thirties. So I I don't know. He when did he write this? He wrote this when he turned thirty. So gee, I wonder what he said recently after he he's thirty four now. So I'm really curious. So I like you know some none of these are surprising things. I read it. I just go eh. Uh, but you know. So I it's uh it's if you if you really want to read it. To be assured of it. Go ahead. I, I highly recommend it. But am I impressed or not impressed? You know, no, no, no. I just go. It's a it, lot of the times I read these life articles or something from other people. I just go say, yeah, it's an affirmation. It's a confirmation and affirmation of what we all go through. And then what the one thing that I take away from it is that I don't just shit on Mark's writing. And I'm not doing that. No, not at all. I just go, no shit. But at the same time, I go back and try to trace back to some of the things that I have done. And then, like, that's the self-development and stuff. And, you know, maybe I, I never really thought this even two years ago. You know, <laughs> last year when I re- recorded that episode about turning 30, I was like, well, I did that. I achieved that. Yeah, I achieved that. And then, like, but then have I really truly looked back on what I what I have done and then, you know, some of the attitudes. You know, I thought about it. And then I'm I, for some reason I've been thinking about that. 
more and more, especially you know over the last uh, three years or so uh, of things that I've done, said uh, things I worked on myself. And you know what also helps during travel? It big the the thing that I'm benefiting from travel, getting getting away from the spaces that I'm usually in, is that whether I'm driving, which I truly enjoy driving for hours, you know, between cities, or just flying, or just sitting around at the airport listening to podcasts, it it helps me reflect. If I stare at the art, I just go, how would I draw this up? You know, where it just it 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 kind of makes you look back, you know. <laughs> Am I gonna die tomorrow? Am I having a very somber moment? Am I getting emo? What the fuck, dude? Um, no, no, no. It's just, uh, it, it just, uh, yeah. It just, it, it makes you think, and then uh, you, you start questioning more and more. Maybe, um, I, I didn't do that at my early twenties and stuff. It's like, fuck it, I'm going for it, and then like that's a risk taking that I always took as like consequences later. Um, now I look back, I kind of did it that way without thinking about it. But looking back, I was like, wow, I, I don't know how I did that. Um, and then I, I don't know how I got it this far. And then sometimes I, but then at the same time, I look back and I go, you know what? As much as I did the risk taking, I always had back of my mind subconsciously, personally. Not everybody's like this, obviously. I just go, I'm willing to take risk up to this far. Like I even at work, I'll go this far, but I'm not gonna go, get to a point where I get fired. I'm not gonna get to a point of mass disrespect. You know, I come off hating and stuff, sure, brutally honest, but I'm not gonna get to a point where I'm not. I'm gonna make somebody cry. You know, there's that level. Um, I'll push the boundaries to a point. You know, I think that's that has been my philosophy, and then it probably that helped me get this far. So I kind of look back and I go wow I I don't know how I did that it's like some I guess I'm born that way um has it always you know you know resulted in success hell no like if if that if if everything was successful you know aside financially materialistically sure like got a house car job you know but do I have a family do I have kids no there's there's other things that you know I have a different goal that uh that I haven't really focused on, and I just go fine relationship. I just go like, whatever, you know. Um, but are those things? And then I kind of think about it. It's like, am I trying to be a dad right now? Please marry me. No, I. It's not that. It's just it's just looking at myself and see where I'm lacking, and it's like, what 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 do I truly want? And then like just continue to search and discover. And I guess you'll continue to do that. Is that? Does that all of a sudden the priority just changes when the kid pops out? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> so, you know, uh, anyways, I'm going to go rambling on and on about nothing here. So uh, apologies for the fireworks in the back. Apologies for the no episode last week. Oh, big announcement um, that I forgot to say. We're finally on Spotify. So uh, we're an AA show. You got to dig it through a little bit. Do I have to pay money to fucking Spotify to get my you know, search up? Every single search in the Apple podcast Google Play Music, Stitcher. If you search A show, it pops right up. Which, but then not on the Spotify. So go find it. Tell your friends I'm on Spotify. Rate whatever. Five stars if you like it. Five stars even if you hate it. Subscribe please. Uh, A A show with a thumbs up that you saw. Um, uh, also email if you have any inquiries of questions or anything. 
you know, comment on whatever. Uh, com, com, and then, uh, oh, shit, it went, it's kind of double time than I thought. But you know what? Who cares? So I think this is more of a productive topic than North Carolina. So anyways, have a great rest of the July. I think next week is, is next week August? Oh, almost August. So this was for July 24th. So uh, anyways, we'll check back at the end of the July. And then, uh, yeah, it was really hot. So uh, stay cool. Stay chill. Global warming is real. And then uh, we'll check back next week. Bye-bye.